Welcome to the fourth episode of the Christmas Eatings Podcast. I am Poonam. And I am her mother Priya. This is the podcast that gives you a complete gastronomical experience of Christmas. In this episode, we are going to talk about all handmade Christmas sweets like gava cheese, milk cream, marzipan, neuris, kalkals and a lot more. This is a complete home-based industry and joining us later is Naomi Pace, a home baker and patissier. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at christmas.eatings. Do share with us your favorite stories about Christmas. Today joining the mother-daughter duo is a special third host, my dad, Donatus. He is constantly working behind the scenes and is our only investor. But he was going through a lot of FOMO because all the compliments were directed just at mom and me. So we decided why not bring him on the show? So presenting the fourth episode of the Christmas Eatings podcast from the entire Dasilva family. Hi Donatus. Thank you Priya and Poonam for inviting me. Yes, I did feel left out. I just wanted to have fun with both my girls. Ooh, we are really <laughs> happy to have you on our podcast. Yes, yes. Thank you and I'll have fun with y'all. Thanks to all our listeners from the US and abroad. I hope this episode reminds you of the Christmas y'all used to spend back in India. Mom and Dad isn't reading a list of Christmas sweets like Santa reading his Christmas list. Of course. Yes, it's a very very long list. So what we are going to do is we are each going to talk about our favorite Christmas sweet. Dad, do you want to go first? Yes, I will go first. It's a difficult choice, you know. But I will go for the milk toffee, also known as the milk cream. Wow. Wow, wow. Uh, it's, it was always my favorite. You know why? Why? No. It, it's creamy, it's got a lot of condensed milk, and my godmother used to prepare it very well. Ah, wow. nice. So nice. So now you know the secret, huh? Tiny little white shells, so tasty. Mom, what's your favorite? My favorite sweet is the Indo-Portuguese bibik or bibinka, made of maida, sugar, coconut milk, and ghee. It has anywhere between 7 to 16 layers. Oh, I didn't know so many. You need a wide mouth to eat it, then. <laughs> the recipe begins like this. Take 40 eggs. Each of these 7 or 16 layers have to be cooked one at a time. Very tedious. And this adds or rather makes your prep time anywhere between 2 to 4 hours. Ooh. I'm just sitting here with my mouth wide open thinking wow. Wow, wish we could put the bibinka in your mouth now. Another distinguishing feature of this popular dessert is that the flame or the source of heat has to be above the surface of the ingredients and not below which is the usual cooking procedure. Oh, that's a secret. I think that's why it tastes so good. Every statement my mom's making about this bibinka is one surprising than the other. <laughs> <laughs> Because we only used to eating it, Nupuna. We don't know how it is prepared. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. And the bibik is a perfect blend of Mediterranean and tropical flavors, and is a labor of love, which can be tasted in every bite of this soft and spongy treat. I'd agree to that. I love it. It just melts in your mouth. It's too tasty. I too love it. But you can't eat too much of it. I think it's pretty rich. Yes, yeah. because it has pure ghee in between okay. each layer. 
Now I'm going to talk about my favorite Christmas sweet. Yes, tell us what Go is ahead. it? It's the nyori. Aha. Uh-huh. Also very famously known as the karanji. Okay. And do you know I have a record of eating up to 18 nyoris in one day? I can't, can't believe, believe that. Priya, you can believe that. No way, no way. I, I didn't eat it at one sitting. Okay. I ate it throughout, you know, a span of a few hours. This was on the day that they were making nyoris. I was in the 7th or the 6th standard early teens yes and uh, while they were making it every time i passed by the kitchen i would pick up one nyori and then eat it and do whatever i was doing and then go back to take another one and by the time they finished frying the nyoris that's mom and nan they were shocked how come there were just so few nyoris where did all the nyoris go you know you're frying it frying and oh so few they must have thought that santa claus ate it all then <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't leave any gifts behind for us. <laughs> <laughs> Poonam, you remember the time, you know, one afternoon you and I were walking down the street in the month of December and the air was full of aromas wafting from kitchens in in the homes lining the street? Yeah, I do. You remember? And we could smell cakes getting baked, nuries and kalkals getting fried. Yes, yes. Maspin and perad getting cooked. You remember this experience? very well actually i remember that you know it, it smelled divine it, there was a mix of sweet smells like smells of cake and you know guava cheese being made and at the same time there were smells of like shakuti being prepared and things like that you know so there was a blend of it just smelled too good i remember so you didn't know which aroma to take in <laughs> you know punam i have very vivid memories i remember as a child going along with all the aunties going house to house to roll out the kalkals and nyoris nice did you have that experience i don't no, think no i didn't i didn't we should sit down in a circle with christmas carols played on the tape recorder a lot of jokes on each other nice and so this is like a lot of people like a little party oh it was a party then the back then no and the important part of it you know punam after the nyoris and the kalkals were fried we should get to taste it Wow, now I know what was the motivating factor for all these kids to go make these sweets. Yes, yes, that was yes, one motivating yes. factor, but the main factor was we should get to escape from our studies. <laughs> oh, yeah. smart Alex. Uh. We were all smart <laughs> Alex at them. Every building had an auntie who specialized in a particular sweet. On the third floor, we had an auntie who specialized in milk toffee. On the second floor, we had an auntie who specialized in gouda cheese and so on and on. and they were always known as the aunt the nicknames were given to these aunties they were no oak the third floor auntie the milk toffee auntie the second floor the gouda cheese auntie <laughs> <laughs> nice to be known by the dish that you prepare best yeah yeah that that's really nice i can imagine my mom being called chocolate mousse auntie <laughs> <laughs> yeah she really prepares good chocolate mousse oh, thank you thank you for the compliment and poonam you'll be known as the podcast poonam that's nice but not auntie ah huh? <laughs> no no you're too young to be called that <laughs> Joining us now is Naomi Pace who will be telling us about new and easier techniques of making gouda cheese. These are time saving too. Hello Naomi, welcome to the Christmas Eatings podcast. This is Priya and with me is Poonam. Hi. Hi Poonam, hi Priya. How are you Naomi? How's everything getting along in in the month of December? Everything's good, everything's good. That's so nice. Naomi, can you tell us what drove you to start your home business of Christmas cakes, sweets 
so many other things that you make the festive goodies I guess my kids mostly because I wanted to be in the house to look after them. As it is, I am an accountant by profession, but uh, the timings were long. That was more difficult to pay attention at home. So I wanted something that I could work from home and something that I would really like doing also. I started with a few orders and then I went off to workshops. I took a liking for sugar craft. It just went off like that. And the workshops started and uh, orders and everything. That's so nice. That's so nice. It all fell into place. That's really good. Now, Naomi, there is always someone who teaches us to prepare Christmas sweets. Who was this someone who taught you to prepare Christmas sweets? Did you join a professional class, a catering college, or something like that? No, as I mentioned, I'm I'm basically an accountant by profession. So this uh, this was basically a passion that went went off. And as far as uh, how I started, I think from the time we were small, we were always helping our mom uh, make the Christmas sweets. Whatever I do is what I have learned, and the recipes are the generation of my grandmothers and aunties and all those. So it's nothing which I have learned in any. Um, college or anything like that and i guess the liking has always been there uh, interest has always been there from the time i'm young so it's a real mix of talent that is passed on from the generations and your passion for doing these sweet crafts and sugar crafts now can you tell us something about your christmas sweet classes where can we contact you and all details of about your classes workshops so i have three christmas workshops where i teach around six to seven things in each workshop the main thing about my workshops is that i uh, cut down the time that it takes to get the sweets that's because everybody is under a time constraint nowadays uh, but you do want the results so yeah <laughs> that's what i try to achieve best results and, uh, in the shortest possible time right Absolutely, absolutely. So the main thing is like, uh, especially our speech, like um, most of our speech involves a lot of stirring time and a lot of preparation time. All so of I them, I think. That. Absolutely, absolutely. So because there's so much of sugar in them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's what I do. I try to cut down the time, and uh, uh, I think I'm pretty well known for my guava cheese because I teach guava cheese in the microwave, which does not involve any stirring. Wow. So. Everybody is happy with that. Everybody will be guava cheese stirring it is the main part of it, but it takes all the effort and yeah, you could even think that your arm is coming out of its socket, stirring, stirring. Guava cheese splashes all over you on your hand, giving blisters. You know, real red blisters over your hand. So since you are very well versed with that, you would know that a lot of advantages which uh, doing the guava uh, cheese in the microwave, like no burns, no stirring, and most important, it dries also immediately, so you don't have to dry it overnight. And I'm a little against uh, colors, essence, and also I use a natural color because I get a nice goldenish color for the guava cheese. I am very interested to know more about this because I want something that saves time and effort. How can I sign up for your class? So I have an Instagram handle, and I have I'm on Facebook also under Naomi's Baking. My mobile number also, so I can give you my mobile number nine nine six seven six five two seven three one. Anybody who's interested can also contact me on that. So I do have many more workshops. These are only my Christmas uh, workshops. So I have cooking, I have Chinese, Italian, baking, uh, bread. Sugar craft, wedding cakes. I have thirty plus workshops. Wow, so, that's a long that's list. That's a big long list. Ex- a very long list. Exhaustive. <laughs> Naomi, can you tell us the best compliment you received from one of your clients or your students? Best 
compliment I think would be that whatever I teach works perfectly to the team. They get the exact result that they want without any so much of effort. Yes, that's what we all want in cooking. So Naomi, it was very nice talking to you. We wish you Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Wish you the same. Thank you so much for being with us on Christmas Eatings. Thank you for having me here. It was wonderful talking to both of you. Bye. Bye. Mama, what else is on the kuswar plate? We have coconut ice. These are baby pink colored squares of coconut fudge which are simply delicious. Yeah, I remember these are really cute and they are very delicious. Mom, do you realize that the plate of kuswar is actually very colorful? Yes, it is. Poonam, is the plate colorful or the sweets are colorful? <laughs> the sweets are colorful. Okay, okay. I was just joking. <laughs> The sweets are colorful. So I say this because obviously the coconut ice is baby pink. Then we have the guava cheese which is like a dark red. The mass pins, they have uh, multicolored. Yes, mostly uh, and they are shaped in fruits. Tartlets are three colored. Yeah, then we have the milk cream which is white color. Dosh is like a yellowish color and uh, What about the bibik? Bibik has two colors which is a uh, like a off white and a dark brown dark brown okay. yeah mm-hmm. and then the dodol is black da- yeah uh-huh. so we have all the shades of the color wheel on our plate yeah the entire rainbow and it's also very pretty we have rose cookies or achapams which look like flowers and sometimes they even look like snowflakes and even though we call them cookies they are not baked cookies they are deep fried and they are crispy talking about rose cookies poonam they are not r o s e like a rose flower the spelling is not r o s e the spelling is r o c e because you use the coconut juice the coconut milk which is the rose so it's r o c e cookies i didn't know that i always thought it was called rose cookies because it looked like a flower <laughs> to me you can spell it anyway as long as i can eat it <laughs> And on this, we end our fourth episode of Christmas Eatings. Thanks to Sabi Almeida from AudioTech Sound System and Disco Lights for technical support and always being ready to help us with whatever glitches we have. So, listeners, we hope this episode captured the feeling of Christmas sweets being made in every home. Tune in to our final episode next Tuesday. In the meanwhile, do have a look at the pictures of the delicious christmas sweets we are making on facebook and instagram at christmas.eatings bye, bye.